It was a major nuclear accident which led to unprecedented contamination of European soil. And yet it is an event almost forgotten. This is the Palomares accident in 1966. It happened in the south of Spain, in Andalusia, at the time the country under the Franco dictatorship. Right in the midst of the Cold War, the American army conducting manoeuvres in the region. But on January the 17th, the bomber and a supply plane collided in mid-air. In the belly of the bomber, four H-bombs, 75 times more powerful than those detonated at Hiroshima, fell towards the ground. Two of them blew up on impact. There was no nuclear explosion as they were unarmed, but they scattered highly radioactive plutonium over 250 hectares around the village of Palomares. The United States tried to play down the affair. They quickly cleaned up the site. And then, under the watchful eye of some 20 cameras from around the world, the American ambassador, accompanied by several Spanish ministers, took a swim a few kilometres from the impact. Residents and tourists invited to return to their normal activities. And what happened at Palomares was gradually forgotten. But more than half of a century after the disaster, 50,000 cubic metres of plutonium-contaminated soil remains in the village. The affair is still a source of tension between Spain and the US, and it continues to worry the local population. Well, Celine Schmidt and Armel Exposito revisit Palomares for France 24. It's almost 60 years since a nuclear accident near the sleepy Spanish farming village Palomares. Wire fences zigzagging across the countryside are the only immediate telltale sign, cordoning off 40 hectares of contaminated land. A reminder of the catastrophe its 2,000 residents have never forgotten. Hi. Hi, please come in. Pedro Perales was 14 in January 1966 when two planes collided. He takes us back to his old school to show us the classroom where he and his friends were having a science lesson when four hydrogen bombs fell to the ground. When we heard the explosion, we thought it was just a local festival, that it was firecrackers. But a friend in another class who could see through that window just next to us said it was planes exploding. Everyone was shocked. All the teachers and the pupils ran out. When we found out that it was a plane accident, we didn't know what would happen next. The collision Pedro heard that day could have wiped Spain off the map. This reconstruction shows how a US Air Force plane crashed into a B-52 bomber while trying to refuel it. The bomber, on a Cold War patrol, was carrying four nuclear bombs, each one 70 times more powerful than the one dropped on Hiroshima. Three of them fell near the village of Palomares. Fortunately, they didn't explode. The last one couldn't be found at first. Let's go to Area 2 first, where the second bomb fell. That's where there was plutonium leakage. That's where the worst plutonium contamination is today.
Back in 1966, the young Pedro and a friend jumped on their bikes to try to find the crashed planes. There were parts of the plane here, fuselage, cargo that was on board, in this area and in others. It spread over an area much larger than this one. Today, it's a restricted area because the scientists and technicians say there's still plutonium here. Children watched in amazement as 3,500 American soldiers rushed to the scene to recover the plane debris and three of the bombs. Two of them were cracked. To reduce contamination, the US forces sprayed homes daily with water. They buried contaminated earth 30 centimetres under the surface. but they couldn't find the fourth bomb that had fallen into the sea. Marta Simo is the granddaughter of a man who became famous from the accident. Paco, the bomb man. They used to call my grandfather Paco, the bomb man, because he was the fisherman who found the device that fell into the sea the day the two planes crashed. This is the Aguilas port. Back then, my grandfather's family kept their two fishing boats here. When the accident happened, the United States deployed all its Sixth Fleet ships and the scientists that had designed the bomb to find it. And they finished up going to the place where my grandfather showed them. That's where they found it. In the middle of the Cold War, the US Navy deployed a special unit to recover the missing bomb. 34 ships and four mini-submarines searched for it for 80 days. The bomb was finally found more than 800 metres deep, eight kilometres off the coast, thanks to the help of Marta's grandfather. The fisherman soon became a national hero. All these newspaper cuttings were sent by journalists from around the world to my grandfather when something was printed about him. He got a lot of recognition, but no money. Paco and his family received little official thanks in Spain, despite promises from the regime of dictator Francisco Franco. Franco himself promised to reward him with a boat, but my grandfather never got it. The Americans gave him a lot more recognition. He was invited to the embassy several times. He traveled to the United States and he got several honors. To help defend the rights of local people, Marta Simon decided to become a lawyer. Hi, Martin, how are you? Very well, and you? We're going to talk to Marissa. She's waiting for us. She's taken up the case of Martin and his daughter Marissa. The Palomares disaster came back into their lives about 15 years ago. 
the state is trying to expropriate Martin's farmland, saying it's contaminated. Hi, Marisa. Your father is really angry. Marta, do you know when they need to reply to our latest court documents? No, it needs to go to the court that handles expropriations, and it's up to them to decide if there will be a hearing. We feel we've been tricked because this has gone on for years now, since 2007. First they stopped my father from working on his land. We were in shock back then, asking ourselves, what do we do now? Then they rented our land from us for years and we thought, well, now they're going to do something. And now suddenly they just close the chapter and requisition the land and do it for a ridiculous price. After all the steps we've been through, after everything they've put him through, to be paying him one euro a square metre. All the years I've worked and to finish up being swindled. Marta's hoping she can help Martin win compensation of 70,000 euros, four times what the Spanish state has proposed. It was a lie to say for three years they were going to examine the land with a view to cleaning it. That went on until 2021. In other words, they ensured Martin's land lost absolutely all its value before deciding to expropriate it by telling him he couldn't make any appeal. The only factor taken into account to value the land was its current worth. And today it's practically worthless. Martin showed us his 1.2 hectare plot. I used to keep 870 sheep here. They took them away for nothing. Look at the state of the land. The day they took my sheep away, I cried like a baby. You have no idea how much they've made me suffer. It's really affected me. The farms next to Martin's are still functioning. It's weird that this land isn't contaminated at all, and mine is. I've farmed these lands for years after the plains came down. I grew chicory, tomatoes, pumpkins, cabbage, cauliflower, everything. Why are they talking to me about contamination now? Martin is doing his best to get answers. Hi, Martin. How's it going? Hi. Look, we haven't made any progress. Come in, come in. More than 40 plots are to be expropriated in the area. Everyone wants to know why. What they need to clarify is that the contamination is only in the fenced-off area and that elsewhere there's nothing. Of course, there's nothing. If there really is something that isn't good for the land, why aren't they cleaning it up? Why don't they leave Palomaras clean? As well as the farmers, some of the other residents are worried. They don't feel they know the real impact on their health from the leaked plutonium. 
Some people have gone to Madrid to get tests done, but nobody gives them any results or information. I don't know if they get paid something for that, but they used to get the trip paid and some money. I don't know if they still do that. The national organization that carries out that testing, CMAT, says it's found no diseases linked to the presence of plutonium in Palomares. Some critics say the institution lacks transparency and they've called for a rigorous epidemiological study to be carried out. A handful of tireless researchers are determined to get to the bottom of what happened in Palomares. José Herrera is one of them. He's become the go-to expert on the accident. It was only in 1997 when the United States declassified their documents that we were able to consult them. I recovered several files thanks to that because here in Spain, even in the 21st century, we haven't got enough transparency and many are still secret. A former journalist, José has kept examples of the disinformation campaign carried out by the dictatorship. The headlines of the time totally contradict the reality. There is no radiation. There was radiation and a lot. Another headline was copied a lot. Total calm in Almeria. Of course, people weren't calm. People were really nervous and frightened. They didn't know what radioactivity was, but they had heard that thousands of people had died from it in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. They thought they were going to die. This is the only Spanish document about the Palomares accident that has been declassified. The rest remain top secret. They thought decontaminating the zone was just burying land 30 centimetres deep when it was going to be raked up several times because it was farmland. Every time a farmer dug the land, they were digging up contaminated dust and breathing in plutonium. José studied these declassified documents and published a research paper in a specialist journal. He cites the studies carried out by CMAT between 1966 and 1988. The European Union's exposure limit for a person for any artificial radioactivity is currently one millisievert per year. The residents of Palomares, who were the most exposed to it, received between 150 and 200 times more than what we should receive in a year. It's absolutely essential that we have a proper clean-up, not the one that was carried out in 1966. As long as they don't do that, there will still be a risk to residents. Earlier this year, Joe Biden pledged to pursue negotiations with Spain on an agreement to clean up the contaminated land. Those living in Palomares want action, particularly before US presidential elections next year.
Celine Schmidt and Armel Exposito revisiting Palomares for France 24. Well, that's all from this week's edition. Don't forget you can catch it and the previous editions as well on our website at france24.com. Small news coming up very shortly. Thanks for watching.